Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Thanks to ExpressVPN for supporting the morning stream. Stop handing over your personal data to ISPs and other tech giants who mine your activity and sell off your information. Go to EXPRESSVPN, expressvpn.com slash TMS, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. Coming up on TMS, ask your doctor if Complainatol is right for you. No penetration. I don't like bee stories. Have you tried nothing? (laughs) Keep it in the cow. Where it belongs. Technically, Commander Worf is a ruminant. Well, what did you know? I thought it was all farts. Every pizza is a personal pizza. Goat of duty. Mad Max Fargo Road. Paying the Johnny Utah price. The legend of Banjo's chocolate. You could cut around the white chalky part. Tom's tech time. Recommendals, huzzah, and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. I need you to keep on the dodge and saddle up the lolly lob past them horn heads. Just hooting and a hollering to score off them rustlers. We'll cut dirt and get the bulge on them. Yes, we are just taking a nice shit together. The morning stream. The next best thing since sliced bread. Morning, everybody. Welcome back to TMS. It is Wednesday, January 6th, 2021. I'm Scott Johnson. He's Brian Ibbett. Good morning, Brian Ibbett. Hi, Scott Johnson. How are you? Fine. Have you noticed that I have no problem remembering the year since it changed over? No problems. No flip. Oh, no yeah. flops. I, I don't. D- have a that usually happens later, though, doesn't it? Like you're, you, we all start off really well, and then it's about March or April we start writing. The old, <laughs> the old year for some reason could be like yeah. it's fresh. We just experienced New Year's Eve, so it's still fresh in our minds. But then give us about thirty days, and it's like, ah, what year is it again? What you see that? It? You see that awesome uh, press release yesterday uh, from uh, it was from the White House, and it had a uh, date up top, and it said January fifth, twenty twenty. So they they screwed it up. Always about nice. quality control. This uh, yes, this particular yeah, they are uh, nothing. If not uh, throw an exact in the old White House. <laughs> yeah, that's what you expect from good government. All right. Hey, check it out. We're here. We're going to do a show. We got uh, we got stuff coming up, a little game show with Dunaway. Uh, of course, Tom and Nicole later in the show. A busy, busy Wednesday, I like yeah, to say. So much content on Wednesday. So much prep for me on Wednesdays. I ate a whole pizza yesterday, <laughs> and I feel guilty about it. A whole pizza? Yeah. Well, it was a mod pizza, so it wasn't like a huge pizza. But oh, you know, those are made for one person to consume. Yeah, but I think I feel like I looked at it and went, I could split this. 
Yeah. Or I could save this other half. But then I didn't. Yeah. I went ahead and just kifed yeah. the whole thing down. And my my uh, kids uh, bought pizza because they were just feeling nice. And I said, oh, thanks, Carter and Taylor. They, they split it. They <laughs> you said, didn't want them to feel bad. Of course, you can eat the whole thing. Yeah, I can eat you the whole thing. Feel- and, you yeah. know, and they said, don't feel too bad, Dad. It's government money, she says. Oh. And I said, oh, uh, you got your stimulus. Stimulus here. pizza. So because it's stimulus pizza, I feel like I had to eat it, all of it. I had to eat the whole stimulus. <laughs> and I did. And now I kind of regret it. I just feel fat and bloaty today. And, uh, you know. I did get the, yeah. I got the cauliflower thing, but it doesn't matter sometimes. You just eat too much of anything. It's just too much, you know? Uh, well, there's the obvious joke. Uh, well, every pizza is a personal pizza if you're determined enough or something like that. <laughs> I can't remember is who that said that. Is that an phrase? That's a thing people say. I love that. So that was a, it was a comedian's phrase that I can't remember. It's like, it's not Stephen Wright. It's someone more recent, maybe Gaffigan or something. Yeah. But um, seems like a thing uh, here's the problem is that food... Uh, if food didn't taste so good, mm. some foods anyway, yeah, we wouldn't be fat because right. it'd be like, I am just consuming this food for sustenance. Mm. I have completed my sustenance and I can move on. It's like my sister Wendy always says: think of it as fuel, and you'll and you'll lose all the weight you want. And I I, I can't do that. I can't just look at yeah. it and go, there is the nameless gray ghoul <laughs> that I a ghoul I will exactly. put in my body and obtain all those nutrients I need. Like, I can't, it just doesn't, I can't think of it that way. And I know people can, there are plenty who can. She's one of them. Yeah. She's figured out the way to do it and just, she sees food purely as fuel and therefore she sees it very objectively and goes, oh, well, okay, there's some greens there, there's some protein. Like, she's seeing what she needs. What yeah. I see is what I want. Exactly. And you're, and you finish it and you look at it and say, oh, I could imagine the way that that, next slice of pizza is going to taste and I want it. Yeah. I don't need it. I'm not hungry, yeah. but I just want that that taste. Um, I wonder if you're better off. Here's a weird psychological thing. You know how when you do um, uh, one of the things they recommend when you're trying to lose weight is to use smaller plates mm. so that the food looks bigger and you feel like you're eating more even though it's the same amount of food. It's just on a smaller plate. Right. It's kind of overlapping the sides or whatever. Sure. Um, I wonder if the psychology, the psychology of getting a large pizza and saying, I'm only going to eat a third of it or a half of it or a quarter of it or whatever, depending on how large the large pizza is versus, oh, well, it's a small pizza. I don't want to just have that extra two slices sitting in the fridge in foil. Mm. Might as well just eat it if mm. there's some sort of psychology to that. There probably is. I mean, I mean, I'm trying, I'm trying to think if like if I put, I don't know if I've tried this. If I put less food on a smaller plate, did that actually affect me? I don't, I don't know if it did. If yeah. I've ever even done that, or if I cognitively, or if I, if I consciously did it and and noticed that I did it, maybe I don't even know that I did it. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll have to experiment around here. That's what we'll do. Yeah, we'll, we'll fiddle about. Experimenting. Amy says, do a mindful eating exercise. You'll be so bored with the food, you won't want to eat any more than you need. I'm guessing it's like every bite you think about, like kind of what Wendy had us do mm. early on. Yeah, I remember this one very specifically. She was telling us to eat a banana, but with every bite, uh, think about the the journey that that banana made mm-hmm. to get from the tree to to your fruit bowl to your head to your head hole. Yeah. 
To your head face hole. Yeah, to your face hole. <laughs> uh, I've done this before, and it actually does work, but it's really hard to remember to do it. Yeah. Uh, like all mindfulness, it's like you have to you have to really pound your, your habits in, and I have, I've been bad at that. So, all right, here's my goal. Next time we meet here on the show, today, all uh-huh. of today, uh-huh. whatever I consume, I'm going to mindfully consume it on a smaller plate. How there about that? Sure. How about that? You like that? Okay. I like that idea a lot. I'll do the same thing. We'll hook up on the other end and see how we did. Uh, Anyway, good to have you all here. Let's get started with a quick email from a listener that just made me laugh. Um, (laughs) And I actually put the image. (laughs) Let me. I I know. I love it. I love that I see the, I get the image of it. I got to blow this image (laughs) up if I can for the chat because I may not be able to extract it. Crap. Because I, I actually inserted it in here and then deleted the original. I thought I could pull it out easy. I can't. But just imagine this in giant, giant thick text, okay? Because that's how it came to me. He says this. Right. Hey, Scott, this is from Rob. He says, sorry for the uh, text size. I can't seem to get Office to do anything right. And I think it's because Microsoft wants me to log in every day or something. And Microsoft Teams is always trying to take over my, over my computer. I know. I'm a Luddite. But is there an argument to be made for Microsoft being too invasive? Maybe even for Microsoft slowing down American productivity? Is that a topic that you and uh, the other Brians can discuss? Sad and frustrated at becoming old, Rob. (laughs) (laughs) I just love this email because, and I wish they could see it better, but it's... Did, you get did all he have your anything fonts. in there before he apologized for his text size? No, that was it. This is the entire thing. So he began the email with sorry for the text size. Yeah, this is the whole email as presented to me. And Aww. what I loved about it was how, I mean, it is thick. If you go look at your regular email, you get like 10 point type, type or whatever. Yeah. This thing is like 24 type, size type or 18 point or something huge. And he's just, it's just the kind of frustration that I wanted to just, I kind of wanted to just hug him and go, ah, these are good problems to have. Gotcha. I gotcha. So he's, yeah, I could see like the comparison of his, his little avatar and his name and the the date, like the stuff that (laughs) Google puts in there automatically are like little tiny thin stripes compared to the size of this text. Yeah. And it sounds like it just did it without his will, without, without his willpower, something happened in Outlook and. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know why, Aww. but this caught me just uh, in a fun way. So, uh, Rob, so, we feel so you. So are we, do we want to discuss Microsoft slowing down American productivity? <laughs> <laughs> well, they do that to me on my Xbox and uh, Game Pass, but I don't know if there's, I don't know if I could blame them for much else. Um, mm. I mean. It's all Clippy. I think it's all Clippy. Clippy's fault. Bob, mm-hmm. remember Bob? Bob's fault. Uh, oh yeah, I remember Bob? Bob was terrible. He's still at it. Uh, <sighs> no, I don't know. Like uh, Microsoft, when you when you sign up for 365 Office or whatever it is, and you are let's say you're on a Windows machine and you're using their browser, using Edge, and you're using all their stuff, mm-hmm. there is a lot of sort of you're in here. You're you're we're not locked in you're here in with the- you. You're locked in here with me, sort of feeling. Like you you do get a right. little surrounded by all their stuff right now. Um, and Apple is just as guilty. Oh of yes, this. you know. Totally. Don't don't anybody think that we're that we're taking, you know, Apple's side? But Apple does this too, and even to a different but also equally painful degree of like, oh well, if you'd like your stuff to be um, synced across all your devices, sorry, you have to use uh, Safari and this and that and iCloud and 
and all that stuff. So. Yeah, it's like every everybody. Google does it; they mm-hmm. all do it. Everybody mm-hmm. wants you in their yeah, in their do. space, and uh, right. that's just Under where you're team. at right now, there, Rob. So enjoy, yeah. enjoy it while welcome you're in. To, welcome to the future. It is not going to get any better. Nope. <laughs> Your tech size is just going to keep growing and growing and growing. Oh man, I look forward to the day when he's just sending like 144 point text. <laughs> right. That'll be great. You can only fit two words in each email. Yeah, it's just going to be a multiple of a uh, multitude. It'll of say "sorry for," and then that'll be all we got. <laughs> anyway, we appreciate your. He's Canadian. Uh, oh yeah, he is Canadian. No, I don't know if he is. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> all right, we're going to play a game today. Yeah, we're super prepped for this. It's going to be rad. Uh, Dunaway is going to be involved in some fashion. We're going to also, which is also good. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, he's going to come in here and uh, join us in just a second. And we're going to also take your calls to be a part of this. But before all that starts. All right. Welcome to the show once again, uh, as we do every Monday and Wednesday. Mr. Brian Dunaway. Hello. Oh, hi, Scott and Brian. Oh, hi. Oh, hello, how, Brian Dunaway. How are you? Hey, what, what? I, I've been better. I just got up from a 10-hour NyQuil nap. Oh, oh no. Are you feeling sick? Yeah, I've been, I haven't felt well for the last couple of days. I don't believe it's the COVID. Settle down. Yeah, everyone, <laughs> calm down. I have allergies, and this is just like old allergy oh. central here. The window, or the windows. The, <laughs> the Sorry. <laughs> the winter is what I meant to say. <laughs> the, sorry. W word. Uh, the winter allergies are kind of the worst allergies because if... It feels like you're supposed to have that stuff in the spring and in the summer and stuff, and it sucks when it's in the right. It, it is it's that time of year for us where the weather is is inconsistent. It's like one day it's like, oh, how'd you like? Uh, it'd be sixty degrees. It sounds good. Next day, twenty. Sounds good. Yep. Let's do it. Hey, yeah. Mm-hmm. How you how you feel about irregular weather? It's good stuff. It's good times. It's. Uh, I'll tell you what else is good times: playing games with you <laughs> on the every other day. And doing it with a listener who has uh, very patiently sat here and waited for us to ramble. So I'm going to find out who it is right now. Hi, thanks for holding. Who's this? Hi, my name is Ian, and I'm currently suffering from dry throat. Nice. Ian, oh, oh no. Ian, don't have dry throat. That's not good. <laughs> Are you uh, uh, probably not the COVID, though? Just a little bit of the dry throat there? Yeah, it's the typical, uh, you know, dry heat coming up in the apartment uh, itch that happens every single time at this time of year. Mm, That's no good. Uh, So what do you do? Do you spray your your mouth with some sort of spray? Do you drink a lot of water? Humidifier? What do you do? What do you do? Yeah. We've been trying the humidifier the last couple nights, so I'm going to start taking some allergy right. meds to see if that knocks it out. But other than that, I'm fine. Oh, so good. Just, uh, just a little bit, just a little bit of the, of, of, of the back of the throat. Just gotcha. A little bit. Gotcha. Yeah. You know what? I you know what I try? What do you try? Nothing. And then my uh, fiance <laughs> will say, "Have you taken anything?" And I'm like, "Shut up! I want pity right now. Sympathy." <laughs> that is exactly what happens in this house too. Like I complain about, oh, I've got a headache. Well, have you taken anything? Well, Shut no, taken complainatol. You mean there's medicines I can take? Yeah, Shut uh, up. Uh, Grumpini and uh, complainatol, and that's it. That's right, all I exactly. need. And the cow and the couch. I need the couch. Ask your doctor if complainatol is uh, right for you. <laughs> Don't take complainatol if you're allergic <laughs> to complainatol. Well, Ian, it's wonderful to have you here. And Brian will now explain to you why you're here, what you could win, and how it'll work. Why are you here, Ian, in your dry throat? Uh, Welcome to What's Your Nerd? I've interviewed a member of the Tadpool and asked them nine questions in a subject in which they consider themselves nerdy. 
Scott and Brian will take turns predicting whether or not our guest will get those questions correct. If they predict correctly, they receive a point. The first player to five points wins the game. Caller, Ian, and your dry throat. As always, your job is to choose which of our two hosts will more accurately predict our guest's knowledge. Uh, in their category. If you're correct, you win our prize package, which includes the carryover prizes from Monday, Overcooked 2, mm. as well as all that damn DLC, mm. Too Many Cooks and Surf and Turf. And today we are adding Goat of Duty. Oh, from the, go- the goat simulator called- people. Yeah. Is it's Call of Duty with goats, I'm assuming. Right? Well, it's good. That so go- right. Goat Simulator has these spinoffs, and they they are always like Goat uh, goad or no the walking or the goading dead and things like that it's like <laughs> right they right. mix and match goats yeah. with like other popular things and so yes you're right there's like a thematic sort of call of duty goats thing. versus plants versus zombies yeah. or something it's pretty it's scary. not a complex game but no. it is very positive it's mostly a nice. physics experiment with a goat that's pretty much what it is it's fine though it's good people love the goats the goats cool. are good well you get that and overcooked if you correctly predict uh, who's going to win this. Uh, but first, let's meet today's special guest and find out what's their nerd. Mm. Welcome, Luke Johnson, to What's Your Nerd? Oh, Hi, Brian. How's it going? Good. Hey, Scott, and, 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 and listener. Hello. <laughs> and Brian, I'm, don't forget Brian Dunaway. Good. Yeah, Dunaway's here. Hey, hey, Brian. <laughs> oh, oh, hi. <laughs> so how are you doing? What's uh, What's new in your world? Uh, you know, a new year, another chance for, you know, zoom calls all day long. Uh, but I'm, uh, I'm excited to be on the show and, uh, we're, I'm excited. I've got a series X just like Scott and oh. I've been, you know, using the quarantine time properly for that. Yeah. So Good. let's hear it for load times. Yeah. <laughs> At some point. I'll have a, a PS5 at some point. Not not every That's right. but at some point. I appreciate uh, your your low key, you know, approach to it. Right? You hit yeah. refresh. Eventually, it's going to be there. Yeah, eventually it'll be there. If it's not, it's not. But uh, mm-hmm. that's neither here nor there. You're here because I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions about a topic that you say you're an expert in. What is your nerd? Uh, my no- nerd is the fabulous movie Point Break. And we're oh. talking the original, not this 2015 remake nonsense. I don't even mention it. That's how terrible <laughs> the remake is. Like, I refuse it to believe exist. it exists. Yeah, yeah it makes no. sense. Awful. Uh, when was the last time you watched Point Break? Well, the the reason I love it so much is my buddy and I in college had uh, a VCR kids uh, look it up. There used to be a way that we would watch movies. <laughs> and whenever there was nothing on cable, we would hit play on the VCR. And we basically just left Point Break in the VCR for almost an entire college school year. Wow. So I've definitely seen it a hundred times. I probably watched it most recently a few months ago. It is a, an annual or a biannual viewing for me. All right. Well, that, that uh, should give our... our uh, contestants scott and brian a good idea of how well you're gonna do in all this uh if you're ready let's go ahead and get going let's do it okay so that was a little bit of uh, more setup than i usually do but i wanted you to hear how recently how much he loves point break and how recently he's watched point break not terribly recently but there was that whole year in college where it was stuck in the vcr Mm. so uh, now that you know the topic, let's go over to Ian. Who do you think between Scott and Brian is going to more correctly predict how well Luke Johnson does with his point break knowledge? Hmm. Well, if it was Mad Max point break, I'd go with Scott. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Dunaway on this one. All right. 
I'm all for, I'm all for a, that combo, by the way. Mad Max. <laughs> Mad Max, Fargo Road, uh, Point Break. There you go. Uh, all right, let's get to this. Uh, and who do you want to go first? Uh, I'll have Scott go first. All right. Scott, all right. I will so, go Scott, first. I uh, asked Luke Johnson. In addition to directing Point Break, Catherine Bigelow went on to win a Best Director Oscar for what other film? Oh, well, I know this, but I wonder if he would know this because he's not necessarily saying he's an expert in everything about it. But I'm going to go ahead and give him some credit and say, yes, he'll know. Okay, you're going to say yes. Let's find out. Now, did she win it for The Hurt Locker or did she win it for Zero Dark Thirty? I'm going to say The Hurt Locker. Say The Hurt Locker because that's the right answer. Good job. You got it. Mm. Ding. All right. Very good. And a point for Scott. Uh, Brian, we asked uh, Luke. Johnny Utah played quarterback for what college football powerhouse? Ah, I I think so. Little hand says it's time to rock and roll. I'm going to say knew it. I'm going to say Luke knew what school. Okay. Too cool. Let's let's hear how he did. That would be the USC Trojans. That's not. I have Ohio State here. Oh, you what? are right. Ohio State, number nine. My bad. That's I should have run the quote back in my mind. <laughs> That's oh, okay. No. That's okay. Go Trojans. Uh, <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, no. You yeah. can't You can't account for a brain fart. Nope. You can't. Nope, exactly. And That's exactly what it was. Okay. Uh, all right. So we'll stay with you, Brian, because it's two to one now. Scott has two. Uh, or I'm sorry, two to zero. Scott's got two. Let's get see if you can catch up. Uh, Bodie believes that a 50-year storm is going to create the biggest surf this planet has ever seen at what specific location? Did he know the specific location? Um, I, I'm going to say that brain fart was just that. It, it, I think if you want the ultimate... You've got to be willing to pay the ultimate price. I think Luke knows this. <laughs> That's all right. Sounds like you've watched it recently. Uh, let's see if, uh, if if Luke knows this one. Okay. It's in Australia. Uh, Bell's Beach. Bell's Beach is correct. Yes. Nice. Yes. Nicely done. Um, no way Baja is bigger than Bell's, bro. Yeah. <laughs> 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 this, by the way, all this is making me want to watch uh, Point Break, which is currently Again? on HBO Max. Yeah, yes. And we have it for FilmSec if you ever want to go back and listen. Yep. That's right. I can go back and listen to our episode of FilmSec to see what we thought of it. Yeah, right. Uh, all right. Two to one. Brian, you still get this one. Uh, I asked Luke, what derogatory nickname does the FBI use to describe young agents straight out of Quantico? Did he know that? You know that. See, I, I think I know that, but now I'm feeling like. What do you think? It is? It does, it's, I feel we, like it's, I feel like it's a trick question now. No, oh, really? I, what do you think the answer is? Because it's not going to hurt if you say it. Yeah, of course. Of course it will. It'll hurt real bad. No, because I'll won't. get it wrong, and then you'll laugh at me. <laughs> yeah, We're all going to laugh at you. We're all going to laugh at you. <laughs> I'm going to say he got this. All right, he got this, yo. Let's see how he did. Uh, Blue Flame Special. That's right. Oh, oh man. God. Nice. <laughs> well done. I wasn't even close then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We've tied things up. Uh, this one will go to Scott then. Right. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Point Break is the password used by Thor to access what? Uh-oh. 
Oh uh, did Luke know what uh, Thor uses Point Break as the password for? And what, just, sorry, did you say one of the Avengers movies, or did you just say the MCU, or did you say in the MCU? Just MCU. Okay. I can, yeah. When I asked him, it's the MCU, but I can tell you specifically that the movie was uh, Ragnarok, but that won't affect. That's not what I asked him, but oh, I can that, tell that's you. Not what I, I don't think I know this. I feel like I should know this. Um. See, this is a Ragnarok question. Not mm-hmm. so. I'm going to say yep. no. He doesn't know this. All right. Let's see how we did. This is tricky. <laughs> uh, what is strongest Avenger? Uh, that's uh, Thor to access the the Quinjet. That's exactly. Damn right. it! Nice. Oh yeah, knowledge is coming out. Frick. That's right. Okay. Yeah, we. You know, when somebody says they're an expert in something we don't just stay in their little tiny bubble no, we no, figure no. out other things outside their no, bubble this is the right way to do it imagine this is how cool excited he was when they when they showed that he was probably like oh the movie my relation break. my yeah. break i love that movie yeah. <laughs> i don't remember that reference in there at all i thought I uh, it's when it. thor is uh, trying to access the quinjet after mm-hmm. he's uh, landed on the the planet and oh, uh, so this is not when hulk is getting that long shot where he's like riding in the Jet. No, like, no, no, okay. and and Thor is like, uh, you know, uh, voice activation required. Thor, N- uh, uh, not uh, declined or denied. Uh, <laughs> Thor, son of Odin, denied. Uh, strongest Avenger, denied. Oh, damn you, Stark. Point Break. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you know what? It's coming together now. Now I can yeah. kind of remember it. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I need to watch it Ragnarok is really again is the answer to this question. I think we all do. Yeah. It's, it's uh, easily so one of the top five so MC good. movies. Right. Uh, so, Scott, you get this one. Uh, I asked Luke about uh, the soundtrack. Featured in the film's soundtrack is Nobody Rides for Free, the last single recorded by what band? Oh. Um, I don't know it, but that does feel like a thing he might know after hundreds of viewings so I'm gonna say he knows that one okay let's hear how he did wow I definitely do not know the answer Shit. to this one so I'm gonna guess and say Duran Duran oh that's such a great guess rat nice. round and round oh, rat I guess the soundtrack is one place where I'm, I'm lacking. We need to focus more on that. Oh, yeah. man, because all of the next questions are already, uh, are, are, I'm sorry, all the next questions are all about the soundtrack. <laughs> okay, let's hit it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. Uh, he's so laid back. Uh, so laid you, gotta, back. you gotta appreciate it. He's just like so mellow. Luke. He's super, super chill, that dude. Um, yeah, that's, I, uh, gosh, dang it. Okay, I guess I'm up again, aren't I? You are up again. Uh, in the film, I asked Luke, in the film Hot Fuzz, Nick Frost replicates what Johnny Utah action as an homage to Point Break? These are hard. <laughs> well, yes. When you well, say you're an expert nerds. at something. Exactly. Right. Ah, Scott, uh, life sure has a sixth right. sense of humor, doesn't mm-hmm. it? I'm going to say he doesn't know that. Okay. That would be when he lays on his back and, and shoots his gun up in the air and, and screams. <laughs> That's exactly right. Gosh, yeah. dang it! A very dangerous uh, move, by the way. I feel like that. Yeah. Uh, that, that you know, those have to come down somewhere. I know. You see it all the time. You see it in you know three amigos. People, are, uh, I guess, you, I got to try and see what happens. Exactly. Oh, he knows well, it comes down amigos. at terminal velocity though, so it's not going to kill anybody, right? Well, if it comes uh, down, it will be terminal velocity, but it would still hurt. It's like dropping a penny from a. 
from a building. building. Yeah, that terminal right. velocity is enough to create some havoc, but it's still not as fast as the bullet firing. Ow! Yeah, so, I think actually terminal. I think a penny is a bad example. There's a lot of surface there and flipping. I think that could well, be hard plus, to reach terminal. Plus, velocity. I would think as it as it goes down, it's probably not going to spin. It's going to go with the right. least the re- least resistance, which means it's going to go edge down. Right, right. Yeah. But I, uh, didn't I see a MythBusters or something where they dropped a penny from the top of a high building and it went right through the skull of a fake body or something? Something like I don't that. Know. I'm sure. I'm sure MythBusters has done that one. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh yeah, Captain Kipper even found the link while you were saying. Oh, it. there it is. Yeah, <laughs> you took so long. Yeah, <laughs> found it. Uh, so, Ian, you, you've won. Oh, that's, that's a, a he won. Shit, that was five. That was five uh, points for Brian Dunway. But uh, we're Woo. gonna keep going. Okay. And Scott, I'll let you. I'll let you uh, answer these. Um, which rock star cameos as the character named Tone? Oh, I know this. He'll know this. He'll he'll know that. Uh, that would be Anthony Kiedis, and I even brought drops. Check it out. That would be a waste of time. <laughs> wow. Nice. That's great. I've never had somebody do drops on on, uh, on my stuff, so this is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I pulled that for my own podcast, and I realized it was you know, maybe perfect for today's topic. So he's he's not even wearing a sock on his, uh, his wiener, so that's <laughs> no, good. No. Wiener sock. Wiener sock. Gosh dang it, you're one radical son of a bitch, Luke. Yeah. And then one last one. Uh, while Patrick Swayze's Bodie wears a Ronald Reagan mask during robberies, what three other presidents provide disguises for the heists? It's, so, uh, I'm going to say it's, he's going to know this, and also I know it. It's Nixon, uh, Carter. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Um, Garfield. No. Who to, uh, <laughs> Hulk. <laughs> no, who took oh, over for for uh, Nixon? Who was Nixon's VP? I can't think of his name. Ford. Ford. Ford? All right. Yeah. Okay. So there's Nixon. Okay, Bodie, where's Reagan? Oh boy. This is I should have foreseen this question coming up. All right. I'm just gonna say so it's uh Nixon, Carter, and LBJ. Very good. Damn it. Good job. Yes. Be worried there. I figured that'd be like if somebody was going to get a list of, of point break yeah. questions, it feels like that's the gimme right there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. I feel yeah, dumb. It was LBJ. Sorry. No, it's fine. Wow. I knew it was like the a boring white guy. I knew that. So we're, I got it. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, very good. Big thanks to Luke Johnson. I guess we recorded this last little bit here. Now we're going to all that movie watching finally paid off. Yes, it's good. It's good to um, to see results from something like that. Not feel like an entire year of having the VCR was a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> nice. How's your dry mouth feeling uh, now? Ian. Yeah, how, yeah, Ian. How do you feel? Well, here, dry throat. I, you'll feel better when I play this. Hold on. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. How's it? How's it feel, buddy? Hey, how, how you doing? It, it it feels it feels good, and I appreciate the inception of clips that was just going on. Mm, yeah, it'll. Uh, <laughs> yes, I know. It was clips within drops within clips within drops. It was amazing. Yeah, your life will never be the same. <laughs> uh, but congratulations! That means you've won one of the most fun multiplayer couch games ever ever created by man. Uh, so all you got to do to get it, send Brian an email, coverville at gmail and he will hook you up. Congratulations, yes. and we'll see you next time. Thanks, Ian. All right. Well done. Remember to stay hydrated. And thanks again, Luke. That was that was great. <laughs> hey, Brian, uh, you got anything going on you want to tell people about? Any kind of, you know? Absolutely. If yeah. you're not already following me on Twitch, that's where I've been creating all my content lately. 
twitch.tv forward slash Brian Dunaway. Nice. Uh, Brian, you were correct. I just want to put this out there. The penny drop myth. The myth is the penny drops from a skyscraper, lands with enough force to kill a pedestrian on a sidewalk or embed itself into the sidewalk. They said busted. Uh, firing a penny at terminal velocity, 65 miles per hour or 105 kilometers per hour uh, into a concrete or asphalt disc and the ballistics gel head of a human failed to result in any penetrations uh, because the speed is just too low and the penny's mass is too yeah. small. Uh, they even tried, let's see, uh, for comparison, they, they fired a 6.5 millimeter bullet uh, s- that split the dummy skull uh, but is not <laughs> it still wasn't strong enough to go as far as people always said the penny did so right, firmly right. busted you were correct well done well, I splitting a skull a is, is pretty severe though well from a, yeah. from a bullet but I would, ex- hard, I would expect that from a bullet uh, so, yeah, yeah. But, they, but they fired like that's also a terminal velocity right so but, shooting your gun straight up in the right. air Mm-hmm. Most of the mass of the bullet is about the same. It's about the same as a penny, right? Well, no, they didn't the shoot itself. it in the air. They shot it down. They shot it right, they, but they, they shot it at what would be terminal, terminal velocity. velocity. Yeah, yeah, correct. It, to get it there. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and and that, and I think that has to do with mass. Like that's a that's a right. solid pointed uh, thing. So that mass plus speed plus you know tapered head means penetration. Mm. <laughs> penetration. <laughs> Plus head means penetration. <laughs> Jamie, Whatever. So much. So yeah. much for your attention. Yeah, no problem, buddy. I'm happy to give you some freebies. Uh, all right. Brian Dunaway, uh, check him out this weekend on Film Sack. We did a boop show yesterday. Everything's good. Everything's great. And uh, he's part of why it's great. We'll see you soon. Bye. Aw. What was that sound I just heard? Hold on a second. That creeped me out. That was a weird sound. I think something just shifted hmm. over there, but that was a that's weird. Weird. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But I do like the news, so let's do the news. Hey, look at that. It's the news brought to you by. Brought to you by Soundography. Going up today, a brand new episode featuring the band Porcupine Tree. Yes, that's a real band, people. I didn't know that either. But they were a prog band formed in England in 1987 as a joke. And uh, inspired by the psychedelic and progressive bands of the late 70s. Uh, Hammond and I listened to their entire catalog. What did we think? Well, you'll just have to find out if we thought it was groovy or if we thought it was the worst thing since unsliced bread. Check it out today. Soundography.com and uh, enjoy the show. Enjoy. It's out there now. All right. Check this out. No, it'll be out there later. I mean, it'll be out there later. It's out there later. (laughs) It's out there later. Yep. Later. All right. Here's some news for you. Uh, we talked yesterday about that ancient Pompeii snack bar that they found. You know, mm-hmm. that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Ancient Pop- Pompeii snack bar, huh? Uh-huh. Pretty sneaky, sis. Oh, wait. That's a different commercial. <laughs> different thing, but you, you get the idea. Well, she connected five. Anyway. Uh, 120-year-old chocolate found in an Australian poet's paper. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Staff members at the National Library of Australia said they were stunned when they found a 120-year-old box of chocolate hidden in papers of the past, or excuse me, of the late poet and journalist A.B. Banjo-Patterson. That is an Australian-ass wow. name right A. B. there. A.B. Banjo-Banjo-Patterson. Yeah, he died with his chocolate. Uh, old chocolate. <laughs> That's his old name. Or his, That's, uh, name. his voice. That's oh. every, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's actually the voice of the chocolate. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> 
Perfect. I'm not going to be eaten. I'm a box of old chocolates. <laughs> My mom always told me I was a box of chocolates. <laughs> oh, I kind of hate that combo. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I don't like it. Uh, anyway, it says here uh, they were going through the recently acquired papers of the Australian poet when they stumbled upon a souvenir tin filled with chocolate. The chocolate was in its straw packaging and uh, silver foil wrapping. That's how it used to be. You used to put straw mm-hmm. in there and keep it all dry yep. and stuff. Actually, we just got some cheese from a Vermont uh, cheese mill um, that my dad sent as part of our Christmas gift. Some amazing, like, old crumbly blue cheese and some really stinky uh, birch rind and um, oh, it's good stuff. That sounds great. Anyway, mm. it all came in a wooden box that was filled with straw. Well, that's cool. You can, uh, now you can hide packs. your, uh, you can keep your weed in there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll save it, save the wood box to keep our weed in there. Yep. Brilliant. Uh, let's see. It is believed Patterson most likely bought the chocolate from one of the soldiers while working at a, at a war cor- as a war correspondent in the Sydney Morning Herald and The Age. There was quite a lot of interesting smell when we unwrapped it, says National Library Australian Conservator Jennifer Todd. That person has two first names. Mm-hmm. She does. Uh, it was an old tin of chocolates belonging to Banjo with the chocolate still wrapped in the box. Patterson never referenced the chocolate bar in his writing, but the commemorative chocolate tins became a trading item in, uh, at the front. So people would like, I'll give you a cigarette for one of your chocolates, they'd say. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Um, chocolates, I, I don't know this. I don't know if they spoil or not, but I know after a while they get like a little bit of a white kind of a surface patina kind of a uh, you know a, a change in color on the outside like a dog that, poo dog poos do that on the grass <laughs> that's true out in the uh yeah. out in the frozen wasteland out in the, the chilly winter air they get that that white uh, mm-hmm. but i don't think that they uh, that it tastes bad like i think i've still had chocolate that had that on it and it's fine it's um my buddy who runs the candy factory up in georgetown said no it's you know it's natural older chocolate gets that but it's still fine to eat well let's ask the question if yeah you were presented with banjo's chocolate here would you 105 year old chocolate 120 year old. i'm sorry 120 year old chocolate. Yeah, 120 year old yes. would you used to eat it or what what would you do <sighs> i don't think i could do it it's too old yeah i think i would i think because uh, i don't think chocolate spoils yeah maybe that may be um, true if it does chocolate spoil because I like really wanted to know it might be like bitter like the most bitter thing yeah. you ever put in your mouth like a freaking ancient uh, chocolate doesn't have an official expiration date but it does have a sell by date in most cases it's perfectly fine to eat chocolate chocolate past the sell by date depending on how it's stored yeah mm, there we go okay so so maybe you'd do it then maybe I don't know maybe I wouldn't now that I know that because no. I don't think this was stored very well <laughs> nope it was stuck in a bunch of books and papers and stuff but yeah. the straw was there, so I don't know. Anyway, uh, Ken Kipper says it will mold. So if, if it if it yeah if it molds, obviously I'm not eating it. Well, yeah, well, nothing wrong with a little extra penicillin in your life, right? Just uh, mm-hmm. you know, stick it in and. Here we go. Over time, chocolate may change in appearance and develop a thick white film, but it's still perfectly edible. Of course, a taste test is the only way to tell if the flavor has been affected. So. Uh, the only way to tell if it's bad is if you taste it, which does not feel like a, a good way to tell if something's bad. Well, what if you you could cut it's around? Too the, late if you, you've done that. You could cut around that chalky white 
layer thing. You could scrape out the scrape the layer, the outer layer off, and it'd be totally fine within. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if there's a cherry in there, one of those weird ones. Mm-hmm. No way, dude. Oh, no way. Yeah. No. If it's if it is anything but just solid chocolate, then then I might do it. But um, oh, I, I, I wouldn't for do chocolate. It. I can't. Eat, I can't take. I can't eat regular chocolate now, but I can have dark occasionally. That sounds mm-hmm. so good right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't even like dark chocolate. That sounds good. <laughs> All right, a new invention. This is important uh, stuff for the future of this planet. Cow burp catcher. Cow burp catcher. Yeah, this is a thing. Uh, that could help reduce methane emissions by 60%. That is a lot of methane emission savings. Keep it in the cow where it belongs. A burp-catching uh, face mask for cows could prove an unlikely weapon in the battle against climate change by reducing the methane emitted by cattle, which currently is massive. Uh, cattle herds and other uh, ruminants. What does that mean? Ruminant. Is that a, is that a cow like term? cattle, yeah. Other ruminants? Uh, Cattle herds ruminants, and other ruminants, like like sheep, um, stuff that like grazes on the land and I believe, farts a lot. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know the exact uh, what what all that entails, but um, I know that uh, sheep, cows, goats. Oh, there we go. Multiple stomach animals. Multiple That's the definition. Stomach animals. Interesting. Yeah. So technically, Commander Worf <laughs> is a ruminant. Is a sure. ruminant. A room ruminant. Whatever he is. Anyway, uh, it says here uh, they're responsible for up to thirty-seven percent of the methane emitted worldwide. The gre- uh, greenhouse gas is twenty times twenty-one times more potent than carbon dioxide at trapping heat in the atmosphere. But while the cow farts are often the emissions that make up uh, the headlines, cow burps are the problem. With up to ninety-five percent of methane emissions coming from their mouths, not their butts. Oh, yeah, interesting. That's not a thing I knew until today. I didn't know that either. Yeah, that was all farts. Hence the burp catching mask developed in the UK uh, by a company called Zelp. Z-E-L-P. Maybe we're not even hearing them moo. Maybe those are just like like long uh, frat oh, frat belches. Could be. <laughs> frat belch. Frat belches. Yeah. I like the distinction. <laughs> That's the definition. By the way, if this UK company is called Zelp, is it actually called Z Elp? <laughs> no, because you're not spelling it. It's only Z when you say the letter. Okay, so it's always pronounced like Z. Z. Okay, yeah. so Zelp. That's a terrible name is what I'm getting. Zelp, at. it is a terrible name. Anyway, it's fitted on the cows uh, somewhere between six and eight months of their lives. Uh, let's see. They talked to Wired, the co-founder of the company, Francisco Norris, uh, said, we're aware that in every country, methane is one of the biggest contributions to global warming. We found a methane mitigation tool in agriculture, or no, they say that those are under uh, research. There's a lot of innovation coming within the field right now, or occurring in the field. Uh, but let's see. Previous solutions of the methane problem have come from the form of animal feed designed to reduce methane emissions. <laughs> uh, but this thing's going to work. So they're going to put a mask like on your Bino. cow <laughs> and say, here, Bessie. Like Bino food. That's exactly right. Mask up, they'll say to the cattle. Mask up right. and save well, some still, planets. Well, methane will travel through a mask, I assume. Well, this is supposed to filter it out to it to some okay. degree it's can't be 100 percent, right. but the whole idea is well 30 let's see where what's the number 60 percent reduction overall with the masks on that's crazy which is that's probably surpri- about that what, surprised me that uh if more people wore masks that's probably the reduction in admission of freaking covid for all i know i don't know yeah i made that up <laughs> made that right up don't have any idea it's i guess just, i guess it's probably like a um it's more of a 
a solid mask as opposed to like the masks that we're that we're wearing that we can um that's covering both our noses and our mouths that we can breathe through yeah right? probably like, got this is probably kinda... just covering their mouths and it's like little burp catchers yeah and it's got like a like a thick mm-hmm. uh yep. something up front because yeah. cows cows don't complain about their comfort they're too dumb <laughs> that's right i'm not gonna wear a moo mask yeah have moo <laughs> oh speaking of which i wonder if anyone else with a close to two-year-old has this problem so he loves books and he loves apps and he loves like matching things he's got these apps that taylor bought on her ipad that are just like connect to these you know here's an egg and a chicken and put those two together because those go together and that kind of stuff and he's really good at it he's matching and mixing and doing all this stuff mm-hmm. but there's one app called sounds animals make and when he plays that one he immediately bursts out into tears as soon as he even sees the app open really it's the cow on there and it does a realistic like like that yeah he loses it pushes the ipad away crawls into your arms hides in your your hair he's terrified of it oh no yep so cows what the what the frick dude yeah no kidding yeah He's he and it's the only one. And if he even sees your finger hovering over that app, like you're going to push it, he'll slap your hand away. He'll smack it. Really? Yeah. Something with that cow. Dang. Don't know what's up. That I guess the lion. He doesn't like the lion either. But that makes sense to me. A lion, right? Kind of scary and loud, and I don't know, it's growly and low or whatever. But the cow is just a freaking cow. So he'll get used to it. This this mask. I I think it's a. I can't tell. This looks like it's a. Oh, they're pictures. I didn't even think to look. Retouched photo. Yeah, not retouched. What's the word I'm looking for here? Photoshop. Um, here, I'll put it in the chat. I hope this isn't like a crazy long URL. It's not too bad. No, it still didn't pull up a graphic. There's video of them making it. Oh no! This is what is this? Oh, this is the chocolate guy. I got the wrong thing. <laughs> I put it in our Discord. The uh, the mask. Okay. Which doesn't cover their their nose or their mouth. It looks like it it um like sucks up the methane. Like uh, yeah, the arrows I know are fake. Thank you, Claire. <laughs> but I'm thinking that the whole thing might be photoshopped in. I can't tell, or if that really is a photo of them wearing it. It took me three copies of a link to get it right. Oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah. Oh, I can't tell either. I think that's real. But they. But the obviously the arrows aren't real. But the, Obviously the arrows, yes. Yeah. Duh. But I think the but, other part uh, might be. Well, if that's all it, it is, be. that doesn't look that f- fancy. No. No. Wouldn't, also, it wouldn't affect their breathing or anything. No. But how does it know, how does it know to suck up the methane? I mean, is it just constantly hoovering the top of their head? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. More need, more data needed. Yes, exactly. More data. More data. Yes. Uh, all right. Let's do. Let's do this now. This story. Okay. Brian, when's the last time you ate an icicle? Were you a kid? <sighs> was it a long time Years. ago? Yeah, I was a kid. Yeah. Okay. So was I. It's a long time ago. Everyone did. Mm-hmm. That's just mm-hmm. a rule. When you were a kid, you ate mm-hmm. an icicle once in a while. Yep. Well, if you lived in a snowy place, I guess. If you're in California, I don't know what to right. tell you. But uh, according to a meteorologist in Iowa, uh, they went viral on a with a TikTok video that showed off uh, why you shouldn't be eating those uh, those icicles that come in the winter. And the reason was uh, that it's uh, well, there's a few things, but one of them is they're hanging off your gutter, 
and your gutter collects <laughs> yeah. a bunch of stuff, uh, <laughs> including bird poo. And there's so much. There's so much bad, like the bacteria from rotting leaves. I mean, there's, you know. It's the worst. Maybe that's how we it built up our immune systems, but everything dripping off of that thing is bad. It's like insects and dead stuff. A bird that you don't even know is dead or its nest full of freaking bir- baby bird poo is like yeah. up the thing yeah. and it's been trickling down there all winter and you're just licking on that thing. So anyway, she put it under a microscope and showed it off and it's sure enough just packed with crap. I mean, it could have been stabbed into William Sadler's head by Bruce Willis. You never know. I mean, it's certainly... Uh, you don't know where that icicle has been. You really don't. I forgot he did that. <laughs> Isn't that weird that I forgot that? Actually, it wasn't William Sadler. It was uh, another one of his one of his henchmen. Oh. Oh, he didn't do it to Sadler? In- no, how did, how did Bruce Willis off Sadler in uh, Die Hard 2? All I'm, my only memories of that him movie. Up in a, blow him up in a plane. That's right. It was like the plane that had him in there. That was had the he lit the. Oh, and then the, he shot um, up in the air in his seat. Right. Yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. The, the flame followed it up into the sky, and the the fire like the fire followed the fuel trail. Yeah, it's a super dumb. <laughs> moment. Yes, but Pretty we were dumb. okay with it back in '95 or whatever. It was. Yeah, whatever yeah. it was, we were okay with it. But those, <laughs> uh, my only memory of that movie is his wife and. Uh, the reporter guy from the first movie are on the same yeah. plane. That's all I remember. And she tases him in the bathroom because of the yeah. restraining order. Yeah, <laughs> that just that kind of I remember it bugging me because I just remember thinking, "What?" Because he was in the bathroom using the, the sat phone to like uh, uh, give away scoop. the secrets that they had found out on the plane. Yeah. I can't remember. That was dumb. Just the fact that they're on the same plane. Like, come on. Right. How are you right. really going to do that? Are we going to have that throwback from the first movie? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Annoyed me. Yeah. Anyway, uh, don't eat them is what I'm saying. Yeah, don't eat the icicles. Yeah. Ooh. They're Ooh. bad for you. Would you think about it? Yeah. Yeah. If, you're, if you got... Uh, uh, well, the, here's the problem with TikTok. As soon as this was said, a bunch of people went and found icicles and started eating them on camera <laughs> because they're not this afraid. The, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's the whole thing like um, the COVID... Uh, oh, the COVID challenge! COVID man. challenge. The put an uh, put an orange on your stove, burn it, char up the outside, then open it up, eat the insides mixed with brown sugar, and that's how you you tell if your your taste is coming back. Right? Really? From COVID? Yes. I had not heard that. That's really weird. I've looked at a grand total of maybe five videos on TikTok. How how have I seen this and how have you not? I know because I eternal scroll on that thing some nights. Like last night, I was on there for a long time <laughs> laughing my head off. I, I will sit there with Carter and we will just share back and forth dumb things we're seeing. Right. And uh, you'd think I would have seen that, but yeah. Have not. Yeah. Have not. All right. Here's a uh, challenge where it uh, shows you an animal and you've got to make the animal sound. Oh, right. Or are the cool. the worst one is it's similar where someone's got a fart coming mm-hmm. and they say to their significant other or whoever's around, they'll say, predict what my fart sounds like. And the guy will go or whatever. And mm-hmm. then the person will fart to see if it sounds close. <laughs> and once in a while, you'll find people that are like dead on. Like, well, sure. You I can don't know why I'm getting sounds- these. Because I don't like them, but I want. But when they're there, I'm like, well, I got to see this you through. Watch the whole thing. Yeah, I got to see, see it, see it through. through. I got to know. Yeah, I got to know. Anyway, <laughs> final story of the day: uh, a pharmacist. This is such psycho news. 
Oh, yeah. One of one of Dan's one of these guys. I'm not saying he would do this, but you know, oh, like God, they're, yeah. they're professionals. They went to school for this. They're, they're an important part of the medical community here. A pharmacist accused of spoiling COVID-19 vaccines believed it would change people's DNA, and that's why he did it, according to officials. Uh, the pharmacist accused of intentionally spoiling nearly 600 doses of the Moderna COVID-19 vaccine at a Grafton clinic first appeared in Ozaki County? I think Ozaki, yeah. Ozaki County Court on Monday. I don't know where this is. Uh, Halfway between the Ozarks and Milwaukee? There I don't you know. Go. It's, Perfect. It's really... Uh... Nailed it. <laughs> Uh, Stephen Brander Brandenburg is the pharmacist accused of deliberately spoiling vials of vaccine at the Grafton Aurora Medical Center on two occasions. Uh, let's see. His, uh, the district attorney told the judge that the vaccines were initially believed to have been destroyed uh, and needed to be tested to be t- determined if they were act- if that was actually the case. Um, anyway, let's see. It was being held on pro- uh, pro- uh, on probable cause. In their probable cause statement, Brandenburg removed the box containing the vaccine from the refrigerator and let it out for 12 hours, rendering it useless. So that's how you do it, is just spoil them that way. Um, He told investigators he believed the vaccine was not safe for people and would harm them and change their DNA. None of that's true. Mm -hmm. Uh, The probable cause statement said uh, he uh, was an admitted conspiracy theorist, although they're the best. They're the best. Mm-hmm. Medical professionals have reportedly stated that the mRNA COVID vaccines <clears throat> do not alter a person's DNA. Can't believe you have to say that. Brandenburg was arrested on the 31st uh, on charges of first degree recklessly endangering safety and uh, adulterating a prescription drug. Adulterating. Adulterating. Should that be yeah. altering? No, adulter adulterating. What does that mean? Adulterating. Changing, changing it. Uh, changing the the changes make makeup of it adulterating and now i need to learn today so sure we're going to confirm this definition adulterating to make impure by adding uh extraneous extra extraneous improper or inferior ingredients spurious adulterous okay that's a weird combo of words and i'll believe them i'll believe them uh, 57 people did not receive the vaccine after it was let out, uh, but it is believed to be no health harm. So, in other words, if you got one from the spoiled batch, oh, yeah. it didn't hurt Probably you. Probably just didn't do it. Like, just didn't work. Great, you got to come back in, get another jab. Yeah. And then another jab three weeks later. Yep. Um, how this guy is, is a conspiracy theorist and a pharmacist is kind of... <laughs> They're everywhere. I mean, yeah, they really are everywhere. But, I mean, I would think that, all right, if you're in the medical industry, that kind of gives you that that experience and knowledge you went to medical school you went to you know you, you've basically done enough to know that right from wrong i would think but i guess not i blame ancient aliens the show the cable <laughs> claire gack asks basically narrows down what i was trying to say he likes science but also doesn't yeah i don't know what's wrong with this mm-hmm. guy yeah. it does seem well whatever you got you strip him whatever license you get for being a pharmacist okay mm-hmm. just take that yeah, away oh, sure. number one a job number one do that the rest of it you know you prosecute him all you want but don't let him anywhere near this anymore how about that mm-hmm. exactly all right we're gonna take a break when we come back tom's tech time recommendals and more before that a song selection from the vast library that Brian Ibbett has collected over the years. Brian, what are we playing? That's right. Got a brand new album from Ben called Here Lies Man. 
coming out this year. It's called Ritual Divination. And uh, we haven't done a lot of psychedelic rock on this show, but we're about to do some psychedelic rock. Here is the band Here Lies Man and their brand new single, Collector of Vanities. All right, we'll be right back. Please stay tuned.
Hey guys, let's talk about your VPN or your lack thereof. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't even have one. I don't know. But check this out. How do you choose which internet uh, service provider to use? Here's the sad thing, okay? The sad truth of it all is that most of us have very little choice because ISPs operate like monopolies in regions they serve and then use this monopoly to, I don't know, take advantage of you, the customer. Data caps, streaming throttles, the list goes on. But worst of all, many ISPs log your internet activity and sell that data right on up the chain to other big tech companies or advertisers. And to prevent ISPs from seeing my internet activity, I protect all my devices with ExpressVPN. It's a simple app for your computer or smartphone that encrypts all your network data and tunnels it through a secure VPN server so that your ISP cannot see any of your activity. Just think how much of your life is on the internet right now. Pretty much every site you visit, every video you watch on YouTube, every message you send gets tracked by ISPs and other tech giants. They sell that information and they get profited from it. You get nothing. Well, that's the reason I recommend ExpressVPN as the way to hide your online activity from your ISP. Just download the app, one tap button, and you're in on your device and you're protected. It does all this without showing your connection or slowing it. That's why it's rated the number one VPN service by CNET and Wired. I like both those places, so I can trust those guys. Anyway, I really like it. It's simple to use and set up is my favorite part. I don't want to dink around too much. Uh, it makes it really, really simple. So stop handing over your personal data to ISPs and tech giants who mine your activity and sell it off. Protect yourself with a VPN. I trust to keep mine private. Visit expressvpn.com slash TMS. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash TMS to get three extra months for free. Again, expressvpn.com slash TMS right now and learn more. The thing with motion smoothing that you have to remember is you want it on for sporting events, but off for TV and movies. Even take a football movie like 1974's The Longest Yard, starring mustachioed actor Burt Reynolds. Dude, you're, you're blocking kickoff. Well, better to not watch the game at all than to watch in the wrong format, right? Get out of your sister's bubble. Morning Stream, the sugar and cream in your coffee. Oh. All right, we're back, everybody. Welcome back to the program. And yes, that was Colin Robinson talking about motion smoothing on television. <laughs> love it. He is so freaking funny. Um, all right, we are going to go Tom Town. While you, while you get Tom, I'm going to make a really quick run to the bathroom. Be right back. Go for it. I'm pulling him in. Well, Brian goes poop. Actually, I shouldn't assume. I don't know where he's going, but it uh, doesn't matter because we're going to play this now right here. These are their no, stories. One. There it is. With the computer, <laughs> as with any tool, the concept and direction must come from the man. That man is Tom Merritt, joins us on Wednesdays, and is here yet again to talk to us I mean, today. I Brian know. just gets up and uses me as a bathroom break. <laughs> you play the wrong intro. What am I supposed to think here, Scott Johnson? Kicking the new year off with style is what you're watching. <laughs> it's what you're witnessing. Um, normally, you would be like in Vegas already. 
in a normal year. Well, right? yeah, right. Because usually CES is that first Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or you know, in the past several years it has been. They delayed it, hmm. so CES is now next week, and also not in Las Vegas. It's not anywhere. It's going to be virtual, hmm. uh, which you know, it's not the first conference to do that. IFA did a combo of that uh, back in September, and is a technically bigger conference than CES. But you know, CES is is the big hoopla. Uh, of the tech year here in the United States. So it's it's odd uh, that it won't be in person at all. And even IFA had some limited in-person events. CES has nothing. Mm. Uh, so this is a huge technology show that is not going to happen in any particular location. And I'm I, we're all very curious to see what that means. I've, I've covered it without being there before, but mm-hmm. that was because there were thousands of other people there and I could just read their postings on the internet. Now, no, no, none of us are going to be there. So, so how does one... What does one expect in your position this year as somebody who does cover these things and has to do it virtually? Have they said what to expect? Do you know what you're looking for? Well, yeah, they're they're going to have uh, the the keynotes like they would normally have uh, streamed. Uh, oh. So instead of crowding into the ballroom, you'll stream them. I never crowded into the ballroom anyway. I always streamed them from somewhere else at CES. So mm-hmm. that really isn't different. And honestly, it's not going to be that different for anybody who was in the ballroom, except they won't be as sweaty, I guess. Uh, so, so that will largely remain the same. We'll get the big announcements, uh, not just the keynotes like the Verizon, you know, CEO Vestager uh, keynote, but also um, uh, we'll also get. <laughs> I think I just said his name wrong, so I apologize. We'll also get, you know, the announcements, the press conference, uh, on stage announcements uh, that all the big companies like LG uh, do. So. So I'd say a good percentage, 75% is going to be the same. What'll be different is those things that people stumble across when they're walking around the floor or they're at one of the after hours press events like Digital Experience or Showstoppers uh, or even CES Unveiled. You're not going to get the same momentum of everyone running into each other and saying, hey, did you see the, you know, the fork that vibrates when you've eaten too much? Oh, my gosh, I got to go look at that. Right. Uh, Which was an actual product last year at CES. Mm -hmm. Tim Stevens was on DTNS earlier uh, and he pointed out that a lot of his compatriots are receiving products in the mail. uh, So we'll have some hands on stuff, but it will be distributed amongst reporters around the world. And. It will be different because instead of you know spending fifteen minutes in a booth, you've got the thing in your house. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a big change. So so when you every year CES is famous for, I shouldn't say famous for this, but every year it seems like you're it's always like, hey, there's this one thing that really popped, or one thing everyone expected to see, and there were tons of it. Whether back in the day it was super thin TVs or uh, 4K when that was a thing, or whatever the the hot new innovation is. Uh, from whoever or the thing that everybody's bringing to the table. Is there one of those this year that you've been keyed in on and we're all supposed to be super stoked about? No, I mean, it's it's always it always feels like the same trends. But then when you go back and, and you look over the past four or five years, they, they slowly change. Uh, so when I say 4K and 8K TVs, it's like, no, oh, just like last CES, except yeah. it's probably a different balance. We're probably going to see more 8K TVs. We're probably still not going to see an 8K TV that you're going to actually want to have in your house uh, or that is going to really be the, you know compelling for people to buy. But we probably will start to see people making the case of why in a couple of years that'll happen. 
Uh, th this was the same as CES 2001 with 1080p. It was the same for CES 2006 with 4K. Uh, so, so that's kind of the evolution is a little bit more 8K news. Probably the biggest thing that everybody will be talking about is putting 5G in their thing. Mm. Uh, now that 5G has pretty much launched uh, and is, is rolling out widely, we're going to see a lot of different a lot of different Internet of Things devices, a lot of different laptops, et cetera, that, that will have that data built in. Well, uh, I'm excited for your coverage because I always enjoy your coverage of this thing. And to, this year will be interesting. Could, could people just go to like Twitch or YouTube and see this stuff live? Or is this closed password only like... Like what's yeah? A lot of it will be will be available. You'd probably want to go to uh, CES. I think it's CES dot com. Uh, it just kind of auto populates when I <laughs> when I go in there. Or search CES twenty twenty one, and that they'll have a lot of links out. So it, it may not be all on YouTube, uh, but it but it will be out there uh, for for people to view. There, but there will also be private stuff. Yeah, it's mm. CES. 2021 oh ces.tech oh they got the dot tech domain. oh the dot tech yeah because ces.com yeah. just is goes nowhere squatted um yeah. nice all right mm. well uh look at some of these featured speakers we have kathy engelbert the commissioner of the wmba head of product inclusion at google and janine baptiste and of course dua lipa singer and songwriter Dua Lipa, so, yeah. yeah, she's gonna levitate right on through CES. I like her, so I'm <laughs> I'm totally down with her and what she has to say. She's very everything smart. come out all right, Brian. Yeah, how you doing? It's <laughs> just fine. Yeah. Oh, good, good. Okay, good. So that's fantastic. I've been news. I've been back for a while, just being nice and silent. Because, uh, <laughs> I don't want to interrupt. Yeah. Well, no worries. Uh, well, good. Well, uh, I'm I'm again. DTNS will be my source of most of this information, and today I'll be on the Daily Tech News Show. Is there anything else going on uh, in and around any of this stuff that you want to mention today? Yeah, I, I think one of the things we'll be talking, well, two of the things we'll be talking about today will be uh, the executive order that the president signed uh, against six or seven different Chinese apps, uh, including Cam Scanner, mm. which is the first app uh, to to be banned by the president that I have on my phone. Mm. Um because it's a, a hand scanning app. I don't really use it that much, but I was like, oh, look, I, I have that one. Uh, so that and Alipay is another one, which is not used widely in the United States by residents, but it's certainly used by tourists. Uh, so, you know, that, that could impact tourism. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk about whether this is even going to last, uh, whether President-elect Biden would overturn it. Uh, uh, or whether it'll end up getting hung up in the courts like the bans on TikTok and WeChat did. Uh, so there's that. And uh, I also want to talk about these new models from OpenAI, Dolly and Clip, uh, that take your image and tell you what's in it in clip's case mm -hmm. uh based on being able to identify the objects so it doesn't have to be trained on the image to recognize it uh and dolly actually you tell it what to draw something and it will draw it for oh, you oh wow i'm into that i want to see more about that that seems like my jam yeah. one of one of the tests they gave dolly was a baby daikon radish in a tutu walking a dog <laughs> oh really oh so you could go complex yeah <laughs> Uh, and so it drew 15 different versions of a baby daikon radish in a tutu walking a dog. Wow, that's crazy. I kind of want to, but now I'm, I'm all about following up on this. All right, yeah. well, that's great news. Uh, again, today, Daily Tech News Show, 2.30 Mountain Time. I'll be there, uh, you and me and Roger and, of course, Sarah Lane uh, doing the daily, and it'll be great. I'm excited. First one of the new year for me. 
And uh, all that great coverage of CES coming up soon. They start at what? Next week, he said? Yeah, it starts, uh, I think, technically on Monday, okay. uh, the uh, 11th uh, is, is when it all kicks off. But as with all CESs, even virtual ones, uh, stuff starts leaking out early. Uh, so we're already getting some CES announcements from companies like LG. Uh, it'll just ramp up probably on Sunday and Monday and almost everything will be announced by Tuesday. Well, so next Tuesday, yeah. Robert Heron and Patrick Norton will be joining us to kind of cover all the home theater announcements because uh, they're, they're expecting to get a lot of that kind of stuff. That, that Those two are perfect for that. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah, definitely be checking that stuff out. Uh, speaking of things that leak out early, uh, that was what happened to Brian and why he had to leave the show. For a <laughs> hey, I didn't want that to happen. So, yeah, it took preventative. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, just not early. That early would be bad. But yeah. yes, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Tom Merritt, Ace Detect on Twitter, of course, uh, the DailyTechNewsShow.com. Oh, any uh, any uh, cool side projects going on right now? We've got to make sure to get that in. What are we doing? Anything? Cool? Uh, you know, uh, j- not not anything particular uh that that i have to talk about uh but if you want to keep up with my writing I, i've been beta reading a uh a, a novel that i want to put out you know within the next six months or so called the girl at the bottom of the lake uh so i might start making some postings and excerpts from that uh you can even find some older versions of it if you join my writing patreon uh all kinds of good stuff uh, flows out there throughout the month uh, things that I write uh, fiction wise so go check it out patreon.com slash ace detect there you A-C-E-D-T-E-C-T. go there you go Tom Merritt ace detect on Twitter we'll see you soon have a fantastic day bye now all right Brian yeah we're alone for recommendals today you and I oh we're we're Nicolas yeah she just texted us and said uh, school stuff for Crap. kids uh-huh. priorities. <laughs> She went, Mark! And then... Yep, exactly, as it should be. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to do that on our own today. And it's Totally it starts, fine. Yeah, totally it's totally fine. fine. And it begins with a little music here. Yeah, that's right. That music means it's the Scott and Brian edition of Recommendals, things we've seen on streaming services over the last week that we want to make you go watch. And uh, mm-hmm. tradition states, we start with Brian. He's got a couple Recommendals today. Let's start I with do. number one. How do you want to set this one up? Uh, number one is a series. I believe it it um, came out this summer, maybe even spring, um, but uh, took us a while to get to it, and I'm glad we finally got to it. That sounds like something I might like, so I'm going to play it now. Yes. We'll find out what it is. I'll try to guess. Emperor Peter, I present this branch of spruce. It is an evergreen, and I hope it will be a symbol of our feelings for each other, that we will be constant and caring all our lives. She gave me a twig. She's not another inbred, is she? It wasn't mentioned. I assure you I am of sound mind, sir. I wanted to thank you for your letter, noble poetic sentiments. It warmed my heart. I wrote a letter? We threw a little something together. How about that? Well, you liked it, so that's grand. Welcome. I hope I will make you happy. You're perfect. I need an empress who's from aristocracy, but not from a family that is powerful or a player. Your family apparently f***ed. You smell funny. Is that usual? I have been travelling. Let's hope that's it. Weddings at seven. Archbishop Samson will now give you instructions. Well, you're cute. I have to get back to my horse. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, Knox from uh, Mad Max Fury Road right there, Nicholas Holt. Yeah. Uh, that's, a, that's a TV show called uh, The Great. All about Catherine the Great. Oh my gosh, and I love that. There's something really funny about that humor. It, 
Uh, it is really well done. Like the whole the whole uh, series is like that. It's um, uh, if you liked the favorite, then this is kind of more of the same. Okay. Um, uh, it's got uh, Elle Fanning as Catherine the Great, or well, Catherine <laughs> before she's the Great, uh, Empress Catherine, and uh, Peter, son of Peter the Great. Um, didn't realize she was Austrian, moved to um, Russia to marry Peter, and uh, then became uh, Catherine the Great, the um, ruler of, of Russia for a while. Mm. But it, um, yeah, it, it's really, really, really well written, well acted, um, such a great lineup of folks in there. And most most people are, are folks that, <clears throat> you know, you might have seen in one or two things, but other than Elle Fanning and Nicholas Holt, not a lot of recognizable uh, faces in there with one exception. I'm trying to find his name right now. The um, uh, he's the, uh, the priest that's part of the, the, the uh, clips. We weren't informed or whatever he said. Yes. There is something familiar about that guy's voice. Um, And he's a guy that you recognize and say, Oh yeah, I've seen that guy in a million things. Um, He is sorry. I should have had this a little bit uh, quicker. Mm. Um, Adam Godley. Mm. Uh, yeah, and you, you know, let me, I'll give you a link, but Adam Godley, you know from. Um, oh, I know him from a ton of stuff. Yes, I, uh, exactly. <laughs> he was on Breaking Bad and, um, oh, geez. Other things, yeah. other things. Exactly, exactly. He's like one of those people. Uh, love actually. Um, Isn't he the monkey? He's the monkey on uh, uh, Umbrella Academy. I think he's the voice. Oh, I think you're right. Yes, uh, I think so. Right. I think that's right. yes. He absolutely is Pogo. He absolutely is the yeah. voice, and uh, and then does also the motion capture. Yeah, I like this guy. Um, he's got a creepy way about him. The blacklist and Homeland and um, oh, I'm, this sounds like my jam. This is so funny because. <laughs> I just saw what I would. I saw a period-based uh, series with Kim that I really mm-hmm. disliked. It was called mm-hmm. Bridgerton. I'll just put it, it out. It's a brand new thing, Bridgerton. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Really didn't like it. Um, but I wanted to because I like period piece stuff, and mm-hmm. I really hated it because it's a romance novel and it's based on a romance novel. And I get it, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. And it's, Kim liked it, and I can't stand this sort of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. But I like period piece. What you've described and that clip tells me that this is way more where I want to be. It's got so. it's got such a great sense of humor and um uh and it's a it's a mostly accurate <laughs> retelling of the story of Catherine the Great. Mm. Um including the whole rumor about her and a horse. <laughs> oh. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. They did they appro- they broach that subject, they, do they? They broach that they they broach that subject and okay. uh I mean, <laughs> Ellie Fanning does, really fakes an accent real well. She's great. Gosh, she does. She does such a great job. Yeah. And um, yeah, and Nicholas Holt, you know, Nicholas we all Holt's we love awesome. him. The Beast, Nux. He's, he's, st- he's everything he's in. He's great. He's great in everything. And he's stupidly handsome. Like, go mm-hmm. go away with your perfect face. He's just too good looking. <laughs> I like him, though. Right. I like him. Yes. Uh, all, right, all right, great one. First, uh, so that's our first one that? down. What's our next it's one? on. It's by the way, it's on Hulu, and um, uh, the whole thing's there. And there's a little bit of nudity, but very, very, very little nudity. A lot of swearing. Oh, all right, bring it on. And everybody says huzzah all the time, all the time. Huzzah, <laughs> huzzah. Really? Oh, huzzah. They say huzzah. Yeah. Okay. Huzzah. <laughs> huzzah. 
Let's, let's have it make a comeback. Let's get Huzzah back. I, the... I'm fine with that. I think we should make a comeback of uh, Huzzah. Huzzah! Sure, why not? All right, is the second one a movie <laughs> or another TV show? second one is also another TV series. This one's uh, HBO Max, and you'll probably recognize at least one of the voices in this clip. All right, here we go. Oh, my God, Baccarat! Video roulette, video poker, video, video blackjack! You can sit with us if you want, or you can find your own table if you'd rather have some space. What? Oh, this is what we do in Atlantic City. We sit in the food court, and we watch K-dramas all day. Then we turn in our vouchers for cash. You guys can come all the way to Atlantic City and not gamble? You could be doubling your money, Grandma. The house never wins. That is wrong. I can't believe you guys come here and just sit here when there's a million fun things to do out there. It's the whole world. We have craps, slut machines, parcheesi tables. This is awesome. And you guys just sit here the whole time? Oh, yes. Except one time we all pulled our money to get a male prostitute for Helen as a joke. <laughs> they had lunch together, maybe some light fingering. But otherwise, we just keep the money. <laughs> I, uh, I don't have any idea. I thought that was SpongeBob at first. I don't know who that was. <laughs> the voice. Uh, that voice, the, the high-pitched grandma voice, is uh, Lori Tan Chin, who you'd recognize from Orange is the New Black. Um, she was uh, Mi Chang, um, the, the Chinese... Uh, uh, con in in prison with all the women all right. um but the main the other voice you're hearing is aquafina uh who plays her granddaughter okay and this is aquafina is nora from queens and it's um it's it's basically i don't know i mean it's it's kind of like um atlanta and insecure in that you've got a central character who's loosely similar to their acting character mm-hmm. but um but you're seeing a fictional fictionalized uh version of their life and okay. so she lives with her grandmother and her dad who is um bd wong oh i love bd wong he's great yep and he's and he's great in this he's like the most mellow bd wong character you've ever seen mm. and um uh, it's, uh, it's really, really funny and very awkward at times, I guess maybe in a little bit of like Kirby enthusiasm kind of thing going on where you, you know, you know, Larry David is kind of like that character, but it's definitely a dramatized fictionalized version of his, of his life. Mm. I'm, uh, I'm, this is interesting. I'm looking at the rest of this cast. There's a few people yeah, in here. Bowen, I really like. Bowen Yang, you recognize Saturday Night Live, uh, cast member, uh, Bowen Yang. Um, yeah. this is HBO original. This is, I think, um, there was some Comedy Central stuff. Um, I take that back. It did premiere on Comedy Central in January, and then that's how it became part of uh, uh, HBO Max, because I guess it's got (laughs) a... This is hilarious. I was just talking about how that sounded like SpongeBob the Grandma. Yeah. Uh, Aquafina was a voice in the SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run. (laughs) <laughs> was she really? Yeah, she didn't do SpongeBob, uh, but it was that's just kind of a weird combo of things. That is, that really is. Huh. Yeah, I like her. Um, she's pretty freaking funny. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, if, I even heard of this. This is all new to me. This show. Yeah, it uh, it really snuck in under the radar, and it's a ten episode um, first season, and it's um, oh wow. So I am Sci-Fi says it's the only live action original that's staying with Comedy Central. Oh, interesting. interesting. Really? Um, yeah. 
Okay. But, uh, but yeah, they're half hour episodes. You get the whole thing on, um, on HBO max and it's, uh, it's, it's really funny and at, at, at times very awkward. I like awkward, awkward humor. Yeah. makes me And, Aqu- and Aquafina is great. I mean, you know, he loved her in, uh, um, crazy rich Asians and, uh, she was in oceans eight oceans eight. Yeah. Right. She was in, uh, she's uh, a great bottle of water. Uh, yeah. that Aquafina, <laughs> but she spells it like awkward, which is the point, right? Right. Yeah. Yes, I think so. Yeah. Such a weird thing. It's also weird having your name in there. In the title, Aquafina is Nora from Queens. And yeah, her real name. Not is, only, I mean, you get two of her names because her real name is Nora. Yeah, it's Nora, Nora Lum, Lum, right? But, uh, so you get both of her names. Yeah, in the title. that's <laughs> hilarious to me. All right, uh, cool. Here's my recommendal for the week. So this is something that I just caught myself watching with Kim. I didn't think I was going to care, and I ended up really liking it. And we're only a season in. There are two more to go. It just ended its run. So there's all your hints, Brian. Three seasons okay. long. Here's Three the clip. Long, you just finished the first season. Yeah, something something Kim would like that I would think I wouldn't, but end up really liking. There's your other hints. All right, okay. here you go. All right. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Harvey Kinkle, the only person you're gonna scare is yourself. Gotcha. Good night, Harvey. In the town of Greendale, where it always feels like Halloween, there lived a girl who was half witch, half mortal, who, on her 16th birthday, would have to choose between two worlds, the witch world of her family and the human world of her friends. And that girl is me. Probably obvious. (laughs) Yeah, uh, at first I was like, is it Scream Queens? Oh, wait, Greendale. Well, I know it's not Community because that lasted for longer than three seasons. That's not Britta or, or Annie talking yep. there. Yep. So that's The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina? Yep, the one on uh, Netflix. It's a uh, Netflix uh, original. Don Draper's daughter on it? Yes, that is who that is. <laughs> yeah, oh, she's like Karen Shipka. Yeah. It's re- she has such a weird... She's Obviously, she's very young, but she has a very old soul kind of face. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard to explain, but it really adds to that. It's perfect for the character because because cool. that, that is that character. It's like this smart, plucky, uh, mm-hmm. no nonsense sort of person who's not your normal sixteen year old kid, and she pulls that off beautifully. I think she's perfectly cast in it. But what a big surprise this was for me. Now I know there there is there are fans of the series who I have heard rumblings lately that the third season that just ended, people weren't happy with the way it ended. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure happy with the way it's going. It's very, very good. And it's like legit cool. creepy and legit freaky. And they really go hard into like, these witches are all a bunch of Satan worshipers and there's some gnarly deaths. And, you know, she's she's kind of the, the bright light and all of it. Oh, and her, her aunts are played wonderfully by, um, oh, who played Dawn on the British office? Uh, uh lucy davis yes she's mm-hmm. she's one of the one of the ants uh and she's great uh who's the other one i'm gonna try to find her name so i don't screw this up uh her name is can't find it <laughs> oh here it is Mir- uh miranda otto um uh, she's been otto. in a million I things she was l uh Eowyn in uh lord of the rings yes um, right uh, something recently too. Um, then Red Line, War of the Worlds. Um, she's in oh, a, War of the Worlds. It was that. I think it was that. It must have been that adaptation of War of the Worlds that um, 
Yeah. We just watched a couple of years ago. She was Allison Carr in the Homeland series, which I know you were watching at one point. Um, anyway, she's. No, I've never seen. Oh, I thought you saw. Oh, home. I'm sorry. Homeland. Yes. Not yeah, Homelander. Home, yeah. Homelander. <laughs> or Outlander. Home, I was thinking Outlander, Homelander. <laughs> I want to see a Homelander, Outlander. Well, cool. yeah. I'd like to see Homelander, Outlander. Anyway, she's, <laughs> she's great as uh, Zelda, Aunt Zelda. And um, uh, you mentioned the other lady and I already forgot her name. Gosh, dang it. Anyway. Oh, uh, yes. Lucy Davis. Yeah, yeah. Lucy Davis is great. Uh, there's also uh, Michelle oh, Gomez. Michelle, who Michelle Gomez. Yeah. yeah she was uh, She was a bad. Uh, she was the. Uh, she's the, she, the, the doctor's enemy on Doctor Who. Oh, right. I forgot about that. She's The thing I was thinking of is she was in that flight attendant thing. Uh, she was the assassin yes. lady. Yeah. So she's been in quite a few things Which lately. Which we'll have but, to talk about after you're done talking about uh, Sabrina. We'll. we'll yeah, yes, Missy, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Uh it's awesome. I really liked it a lot. And we're only a season in. I'm excited to get to season two. It's not normally something I'd care about. It's all in this mm-hmm. Archie universe that I don't really give a poop about. Like it's mm-hmm. not you know, whatever. But there's something about this thing. It's something really well I mean, all the acting is like top notch. The the scares are real. Like it's a legit effort <laughs> like it's just very good and i came away so surprised by it so i'm gonna recommend it it started in 2018 uh just finished this year and is called the chilling adventures of sabrina available now wherever you get your netflix okay we very should talk cool. about that flight attendant that was almost a recommendal from uh from both of us but yeah both of us kind of felt the same it was a little midland and weird i don't know it was it was sprawling they tried i, I feel like they tried to have too many b stories because um, the A story is great and compelling and interesting, you know, Cuoco uh, wakes up in a hotel room with a a dead passenger from her flight and has to recount the, um, basically has to hangover style recount the events that led to his death. Mm-hmm. But then there's all these other sto- side stories with uh, um, Zasia Mamet from girls and uh, uh rosie perez and mm-hmm. and i love those characters in the context yeah. of the main story uh-huh. they're fine but when mm-hmm. they start having their own little here's what it reminded me of and so someone someone will hear me say this and they'll go oh i know what they're saying then because this is exactly the same feeling i had um thankfully they fixed it in the next season but in in um friday night lights the series mm-hmm. first season amazing Really mm-hmm. established that show, incredible characters, all that stuff. The next season, uh, Jesse Plemons character kills somebody, like mm-hmm. full on murder, and then it may have been self defense, but anyway, the point is that that oh, yeah, that right. created yeah. a tonal shift in that show that just didn't belong. It just wasn't mm-hmm. meant to be there, and they fixed it. Season three and forward, they never got stupid again, and it went fine. But that second season was a real bummer. Because of that just tonal shift for no good reason. They didn't need mm-hmm. to go there where they went. Right. Had plenty of drama that it, that it was doing right. fine with. And yeah. It just felt out of place. And it was like a different show needed to be made about this thing with different characters in it. That's how mm-hmm. these side stories feel to me. It's like, okay, the Rosie Perez character is great as this sort of wannabe best friend. But she's a little bit mm-hmm. uh, mousy. And now she's all mm-hmm. involved with selling secrets to the Chinese. And, you know, like, or the Koreans, I guess. Like all that stuff is just like, okay, what? No, bring it back. It's fine. Go back to where it was before. And then the other thing happened with, with her lawyer friend who, who, again, I love her story as it pertains to the main story. 
She's great. Yeah. But the minute it starts to be this whole that whole mob thing and everything, I went, oh, yes. that's a separate TV yeah. show. That's not this TV show. So I'm really torn on it. And because on the one hand, I thought her performance, Kaylee Coco's performance is amazing. And a lot of the tonal stuff is really great. The humor's pretty good. Um, it's good dark humor. Mm-hmm. Uh the guy, the dead guy's great. He's great, yeah. 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 Like all that stuff's great, but uh, I don't know. I just can't. I can't come fully around on it yet, which mm-hmm. kind of bums me out because there's something there. And they got a season two yeah. greenlit already. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see where they where they go with that. Um, yeah, and I had to look it up. Zossie Mamet is uh, the daughter of David Mamet. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I wonder what that's Director. like at Thanksgiving. Because David, <laughs> David Mamet is like a brain dude. That dude. He really is, yeah. Oh, I gotta, I'm gonna look that up and see how that's all. Yeah. Going. Oh, I didn't realize she'd been in so much stuff. I knew that she was in Girls, and I didn't. Uh, I guess she was also in Mad Men for a little while. She's an odd-looking mm-hmm. human. She, she, she has is a weird look to her. Uh, eyes are very close together. Yeah, they're right in there. Just, mm-hmm. just you have to buy glasses at a special place. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd, right? Yes, she's <laughs> the opposite of uh, Anya Taylor Joy. <laughs> You're not wrong. All right. Uh, there's your recommendals for the week. And uh, I don't know if that means Nicole will be tweeting them. She probably will because she likes to do that. But uh, yeah. again, let's remind them. Uh, mine was the amazing. No, the, <laughs> the chilling adventures, chilling of adventures of Sabrina. I just keep saying Sabrina. Were, when we're talk about it. What were yours again? Uh, yours is on Netflix, right? Yep. Sabrina's. The, yep. Uh, mine are uh, Hulu's The Great about Catherine the Great and um, Aquafina's Nora from Queens from HBO Max. Nice. These are good. So no matter quality. which which service you've got, there's one something we've probably recommended something for it. <laughs> probably. Uh, one final email before we get out of here. This is from Cece mm-hmm. or Ceci, probably Cece. Cece, dear Saffron and Basil. Basil. Ah. <laughs> uh, two things. One, if you love the West Wing, check out the West Wing Weekly Podcast, where Josh Molina and Harishi Harway do an episode by airing or do episode by episode reviewing, kind of like FilmSack does. Uh, They often host people from the political world as well as cast members, directors, and writers, including Aaron Sorkin himself. By the way, Hershey also produces the amazing Song Explorer series on Netflix. Oh, yeah, Song Explorer. That that thing is great. Yeah. Yeah, start out on, well, I think it's still an NPR. I think it's an NPR show. I know that it... um, it's the the music podcast that always dominates the the music charts, mm. the music podcast charts, which which is fine. It deserves it. It's really really good. And I just started watching the Netflix series, which is also really good. That's Look awesome. For a, a future um, recommendal to be that. And if any of you are wondering who Josh Molina is, he is the he replaced his character replaced um, Rob Lowe's character in the series. Not not. Okay. Not playing the same character, but when Rob Lowe's character left, <laughs> this new guy filled moved in. that. Uh, oh yeah, Josh Molina. He was in um, Sports Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he's great a, on Sports Night. He's a Sorkin regular, mm-hmm. I think. Yep. Uh, number two, regarding the age group that follows TMS. Yes, it's clear you guys attract a younger than you crowd. But FYI, I'm older. Or sorry, I'm old enough to be your um older sister. I'm a recently <laughs> retired software engineer. I've picked up cooking as a hobby, and I love, love, love listening to you guys while prepping dinner for my hubby. You make me laugh out loud. Shout out to Justin for the wit and politics and Nicole for the recommendals. Love the snow blow. Cece. That's very oh. nice. 
Thank you, Cece. Yeah, we respect cool. our we respect our elders, Cece. <laughs> our older sister listener. Yep. Um, yeah, we you know if there's anything that we don't care about, it's uh, it's how old our listeners are. We'll we'll, we'll offend you. One no, way or we don't another, care. We don't no care. Equal opportunity <laughs> offenders here at the show. Exactly. We'll take you no yep. matter what age you are. I heard I did hear from an 18 year old who said you guys were talking about all these 30 year olds and I was feeling really young and I didn't want to say anything. I'm like, yeah. Don't don't feel that way because you'll be thirty before you know it. Okay, <laughs> it comes like overnight, man. You're just gonna. It really be there. does, and boy, it just it bums me out that you that you told him that because it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Don't want him to feel feel like oh great I've got nothing to look forward to I'm be as old as these yeah. farts these old July. these old men that talk to him these every day men, these grumpy old men we'll take you no matter what so whoever you are wherever you are right. no matter what your age you're welcome here okay always, always that's it for the show uh if you would like to support this nonsense we would really appreciate it because it's how we keep the lights on here at tms central go to patreon.com slash tms and for all else we're at frogpants.com slash tms we're gonna leave now but we can't do it without a song request from brian ibbett we absolutely do. And uh, Scott, I know you're a big fan of this one. Um, Adam, a.k.a. Hubert, in the chat says, Hey, S&B. Boy, not even, not even trying, Adam. Just oh. S&B. All right. Uh, back on April 1st, you played a song for me on my first day of unemployment. This week, and this was uh, middle of last month, middle of December. This week, after almost nine months, I'm starting my new job. Even though I didn't work through as much of my PS4 backlog as I wanted to, I'm excited to get back to work with this new opportunity. Any song about going back to work or celebration or whatever would be great whenever you have an upcoming opening. Love the show, though. Do dogs have brains? Because I seriously wanted to know. Oh, they want dogs have brains? Crap. Yeah. Do I have that here? I do. Here it is. Brains. Okay, here we go. Oh, I have a choice here. I got to make sure. Okay, here we go. Hmm. Oh, yeah. No, that's not it. Do dogs have brains? Because I like seriously wanted to know. There you go. I wonder how nice. she's doing. Hope she's well, that lady. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, he said really, you know, pick, pick something, whatever. But if it could be about uh, getting back to work or celebrating or anything like that. Um, listen, I've played so many going back to work and job songs that it's it's uh, I've run out. <laughs> Plus, I just really love this song and wanted to play it on the show. Um, this was actually number seven or eight in the Coverville countdown this year, as far as the um, 40 best covers of 2020. If not, if you have not checked out those episodes, they're um, the best ones of the year. Really. If you're a brand new listener, go check, check them out at coverville.com. So good. Um, this is a cover of the song, new slang originally by the shins covered here beautifully and perfectly by Samantha Urbani. She did this as part of a stereo gum project uh, called Save Stereo Gum. Basically, you made a donation to help the website Stereo Gum, and you got this downloadable album of several dozen artists covering other artists. I mean, it's, it was a no-brainer for me, plus I really like Stereo Gum, so it was uh, an easy decision for me to make. But uh, here it is. Here is new slang by Samantha Urbani. I mean, I don't, I can't overstate this. I've, I've not been able to go a day without listening to this cover. <laughs> I love it. It is that really, much. really good. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what the song means. I don't know if it's celebrating or, or, uh, you know, I'm looking at the lyrics right now and I still can't figure it out. Yeah. Well, I hope you're, you get blood in your fries or whatever it is. Blood in your bones. Dirt in your fries. Yeah. Dirt in your fries. There you go. 
All right. Here it is. Enjoy. We'll see you guys tomorrow for a Thursday edition of the show. Should have Wendy and all that stuff. So check us out then. We'll see you then.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Hello, boys. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.